look at how uh, Paul encouraged Titus uh, in the subject of the fellow laborers. The fellow laborers. Those uh, are fellow servants, you could say, as well. And uh, I'll begin reading there in verse number 12. And he's coming to a close in his letter, and he says, When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus, be diligent to come unto me to Nicopolis, for I have determined there to winter. Bring Zenus the lawyer and Apollos on their journey diligently, that nothing be wanting unto them. Let's pray together. Father, we do thank you again for the wonderful news uh, of the good news. Uh, that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. Lord, uh, as I would echo what Paul said, to whom I am chief. Oh, Lord, we are grateful for your grace. And, Lord, tonight we do want to think about the, the wonderful privilege it is to serve you. But then, Lord, we get to serve together with the brethren. Lord, you have created it that way. And I'm thankful that you've given us the opportunity to be interdependent uh, in the local church ministry as brothers and sisters in Christ. And I pray you would help us this evening as we look again to thy word. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. The title of tonight's message is this. Be a team player. Be a team player. Paul's going to talk about four uh, by name He's going to talk about four by name here that are mentioned that are truly team players or fellow laborers, uh, fellow soldiers, uh, uh, fellow servants. Uh, The word uh, fellow servants is not found here in this passage, uh, in this uh, that we're talking about tonight, but it does talk about it in other passages in reference to at least one of the members, if not two, but I know for sure Tychicus is referred to as a fellow servant. It's found over there in Colossians uh, chapter 4, verse 7. We'll look at that more here in just a minute. What does that word fellow servant mean? Well, it's the Greek word sundulas. And it means this, one who serves the same master with another. One who serves the same master with another. And you know what? That's exactly what we do here at Crooked Creek Baptist Church. We serve the same master together. We're in this together. We're in this for the glory of God, and we are here to help one another and for God to use us uh, for His glory. And uh, how, how truly miraculous it is that God can take a group of people, and, you know, especially, I mean, in the context here of the, uh, the island of Crete, uh, the people that are coming together and, and for the cause of Christ and planting this church, but how even you look at the creek, And how God can take a group of people with such a diverse uh, background, a diverse history and testimonies where we've all come from in different areas of life, uh, where we're at different ages and uh, uh, different strengths and different weaknesses and, and cover all, go across the board. And God says, you know what, I'll be able to use all of that in what God's will is, is for us to learn how to work Together. Some people 
You know, sometimes, I mean, I'm not ashamed of the of the title or the identification. I, I don't make any apologies for it, but of Independent Baptist Church, I think what it originally set out to be is just to state the fact that we are a church independent of any hierarchy, uh, that we are not answering to a headquarters in, in Nashville or anywhere else on this globe. We, uh, we are governed by Jesus Christ as our head, and then we also govern within the body. Uh, We'll see example of that tonight, even as we'll be voting and and talking about those things. But the fact of the matter is, uh, sometimes that word independent Baptist, I believe some people take to an extreme of being so independent that they think they don't need to be dependent on anybody else. And that's wrong. We need each other. Amen. We need the Lord, number one, but we need each other. I need you. We need each other. And I don't care uh, what you may think otherwise. And, and if at any point uh, you think, well, no, that person's weak, um, they're, we don't really need them. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, we need each other. We need The whole body needs to be put together. I don't, when, I, when I hurt my, my finger... Are, are, are busted on a hammer. Anybody ever done that, especially in cold weather? Man, that really stinks, okay? And it hurts, too. But the fact of the matter is, I hurt that thing, and that thing's weak, black and blue, maybe even busted open. But you know what? I don't say, you know, Finger, you're really weak right now. You're really ugly and tore up. You know, you just need to be gone. No, that's ridiculous. I want that finger. I want it to heal. You know what? God's people want to look at Christians like that, that perhaps are going through a weak trial in their life. God's people ought to say, you know what? We need you. We want to bring healing. We want to do what we can to come alongside and to administer love and grace. Yes, truth. Can't leave out truth. But give truth, but to see that healing. Uh, so, but the fact of the matter is, I believe Paul was a team player. And I believe he was a great leader. And I believe he was a great success because he understood the importance of working together. I like a couple of these quotes around uh, just in, even in the secular field of how they look at unity. And you can make the application to the believers because we know God's already dealt with this. We could go back and look at it in 1 Corinthians. Paul dealt with it very clearly in 1 Corinthians 12 and other places. But listen to, listen to a couple of these. Helen Keller. She said this, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. That's so true. Like what Henry Ford said, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. And that is something we are always striving for here at the creek. And I know that's what Paul encouraged Titus to do there on the island of Crete, is that, look, there needs to be a mutual understanding and respect for one another's gifts, for one another's stages of the Christian life, and knowing how you can best uh, complement each other. That is the goal of a mature uh, church. You know, it burdens me when you get in churches and you almost think that you're almost trying to work your way up to an elite status. You know what that's a sign of, church? That's a sign of a carnal church. Okay? And we can't get ever into that mode where we're getting working towards elite status. No. No, there's no elite status in the local church. We are all just sinners that have been saved by the wonderful, marvelous grace of God. 
and have been indwelt by God's Spirit, and we're all growing. We're all making mistakes. We're all struggling at times, and we're succeeding at times. But thank God the Lord created it to where we can do all of that together. And I do, my philosophy of this church is to continue to ask God to open us up, to be uh, dependent upon one another, to be honest with one another, that we're... Don't come to church with a facade. What, 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 how can we prevent that? Well, we can understand the doctrine of being fellow servants, serving the same master with the same goal in mind. You know, I've never been a real big basketball fan, but I know this man uh, did a phenomenal job, probably one of the greatest basketball coaches ever, the Chicago, Chicago Bulls and Los Angeles Lakers, Phil Jackson. He said, he made this statement. Uh, he said, the strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. The strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. And we're working together, and that's what we can make application even tonight, that we are working together serving the same Master, Jesus Christ, for the same goal, and that is to proclaim the gospel all around us, and encouraging one another, edifying each other, building up in the faith. And that is the goal that uh, we desire to do. Let's look quickly here. Uh, It's beginning again with verse number 12. We're looking at fellow servants here. Now, again, four names are mentioned, but six are implied if you include Paul and Titus. So let's look at the first servants that are mentioned here. The servants sent to relieve Titus. He says here, I, when I shall send, okay, cause at this point he had not, he had not done that yet. He was planning on doing it. He was waiting for the right timing. So he says, when I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus. Now, again, that is clear from the scripture that he wasn't sure at the time which one would go to the island of Crete to relieve Titus, Uh, we know that uh, Titus does get relieved of his duties eventually. Um, He will go on to pastor and and work in other churches and planning churches. And uh, but we see here at the time he's going to be relieved. We don't know for exactly for how long uh, that relief was going to be for, but Paul had a reason for it. But he's talking about these two servants here. We don't know much about Artemis there. There's not much said in Scripture. We don't know a whole lot about him, but we do. uh, I think we can conclude that he probably had a good testimony for the Lord because who he's included with. Uh, We see Tychicus there who had an outstanding testimony uh, for the Lord. We read over there in Galatians, excuse me, Colossians chapter four, verse seven. He says, all my state shall Tychicus declare unto you who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. He had a great testimony. He also was used, and you know he had to be trusted. He actually was the one who delivered the epistle to the Ephesians and the epistle to the Colossians. So he delivered those letters to these churches. Paul had entrusted him with a, that's a pretty serious task, don't you think? And somebody tells you, you know, you got the original copy of the Word of God here. I mean, yeah, I'd say you were trusted, a trusted individual. And uh, that's who he was. And these servants were serving the Lord 
primarily, but they also were serving together with Paul. He was going to send them to the island of Crete uh, to relieve this young pastor eventually. And so we see the first servants here were, were sent to do just that. But then we see the second servant that is implied, and that is Titus. Look there. It says, when I shall send uh, Artemis unto thee, that's Titus, all right? He's going to say, uh, be diligent to come unto me. Who is that? Me is referring to Paul, the Apostle Paul. All right, so I want Titus, Titus, I want you to come to me when I send one of these fellows to you. <laughs> I want you to come to me. Now, why did Paul want Titus to come to him? Well, we don't know exactly uh, all the reasons. We can assume some things. Number one, it could have been a time of encouragement. Uh, we, we notice in context he's going to be wintering there uh, in, in Nicopolis. And uh, we see there that where, where is that located? Well, there's been some debate about that, too. Uh, there's quite a few cities. If you do some research in the geography part of it, there's quite a few cities named uh, Nicopolis. And primarily because of what the name means. Back there in this culture, uh, they, a lot of towns got named this because what it means if you break it up, uh, Copolis means town or village or city, but Nike, uh, the Greek word Nike, where we, of course, we're familiar with the company named with the, the, the swoosh or whatever. Uh, uh, is it swoosh or swish? I always say it wrong. Swish. Is it swish? I said it right. Thank you, Lori. I can always be, count on Lori. If I say it wrong and I ask, she'll be she'll go like that. That's very helpful. Uh, so, but but we see that that's where Nike Nike means victory. So it was a meant a town of victory. But what is likely this place is where uh, Augustus defeated uh, Mark Antony and Cleopatra. Uh, that's uh, where it's a, a port city called Epirus. Uh, if you look on it on the map, that's a likely place of where they would meet. Now, it, it's interesting if you look at the geography, and I'm oh, that's one of my goals, by the way, in the new year. I do want to get to uh, uh, using our screens more for, like, geography maps when we're talking about it because we're going to be going through a certain book that it's going to be very advantageous in doing that. Uh, but, but you know, we, we just want to uh, be able to use that. But anyway, that's where it was located, but it looks like it was maybe a midpoint. From the island of Crete, of where this port city is, he would uh, meet uh, Titus there. What was it for? Time of encouragement? Sure. I'm sure it was also a time of mentoring. Uh, a time of spending time with Titus because Paul was getting toward the end of his ministry. Toward the end of his life about this time. And he's wanting to pour himself in uh, to the, uh, the young man here, Titus, to encourage him. And by the way... I think we should always look for opportunities to, to, to pour ourselves into other people. I think that is, and I'm going to be talking more about that on opportunities we're going to have on Vision Night. I'm going to be presenting some things to, for God's going to be giving us to do just that. But just pouring ourselves into people. You say, well, I don't know much. Well, that's all right. Because a lot of times, really, when it comes to mentoring, you don't really need to know a lot. You just need to care about the person. Means of encouragement, talking, helping. We can do that. So that's what these servants are doing. And he wants Titus to come for that reason. And, uh, and so that's another servant we see who was pastoring the church on the island of Crete. 
Um, and I, I like what one commentary said. It was so true. Uh, if, if he were to, uh, this, this commentator said, if he were to be writing a book under, these, uh, under this context, if he were writing a, a guide or a manual of some sort to a young pastor who was in this context on an island like that, it probably would have been a, a book this thick. You know, four inches thick, just with all kinds of scenarios and informations. But, you know, God saw it fit to write to Titus this little book of three chapters, which, by the way, is jam packed with solid truth, richness. I mean, it is the word of God and he deals with it perfectly by the power of the Holy Spirit. This book is just what Titus needed uh, to be able to uh, pastor that church. And the encouragement he needed. But then let's look at the other servants here, moving quickly. We see that not only do we see the servants that are going to be sent to give relief uh, for uh, Titus to leave, because he wasn't going to make ask Titus to leave without that. That would not have been healthy for the church. But we do see here that then he's talking about servants delivering the, the, this epistle uh, to Titus. And then uh, we see that that is Zenos the lawyer. Uh, that's uh, again we know little about uh, a little about this individual. The scripture does not say much more or reference him other than this context right here. Who was he? We really don't know. But again, we can assume that he probably had a good testimony. Why? Because of who he was with, and that's Apollos. All right, that. That man had a marvelous testimony for Christ. He was used mightily of the Lord. But we do know, one thing we know about this man is that he was a lawyer. Okay? And, uh, they, in fact, he, this is the only reference given to the Word of God of a Christian lawyer. Okay? I know they, they exist, okay? But, but the Word of God does make reference in here. I don't pick on lawyers. They can be very helpful. But I did hear about this one sign uh, that was spotted on a billboard ad for the law office of Larry L. Archie. It said this, Just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty. Not all lawyers are like that, Okay? Uh, they, they will, they will do what everything, a lot of them will do everything they can to get your money, but, uh, some lawyers, uh, okay, maybe a lot, I don't know, but some lawyers are honest, uh, they want your benefit, not just your money, uh, they want to defend you or whatever the case may be, but we have to draw a conclusion that this man was, was a, a servant of the Lord. He had a good testimony, uh, and, and allow God to use him in that way. But again, who was he with? Now, now that's who we know more about. Now, for sake of time, we're not going to go look a lot. We will perhaps later on down the road. But Apollos there, we see his testimony in Acts chapter 18. Uh, he was a man eloquent in the scriptures, had the power of God on his life, but needed some more illumination at that point in his life. And that God sent uh, Aquila and Priscilla unto him to help him, uh, to talk to him about the baptism of the Spirit. And uh, and of John the Baptist. And and so that was clarified for him. But that's Apollos. Now, these are servants, again, serving alongside the Apostle Paul, fellow servants. But notice what he says here about these two. He says. Bring Zenos, the lawyer and Apollos on their journey diligently. 
Now, what he is referring to there is that they're talking about their journey. So, in other words, they had already been put out on a mission. We don't know exactly what that mission was at this time. We know that Apollos had a lot of uh, uh, impact on the church in Corinth and, uh, and whatnot. But we don't know the exact mission of these two at this time. But we know they were on a journey. And, they, and they, we know they were coming to see Titus. And uh, Titus, uh, most likely with this letter, delivering this letter to them. And what he is telling them, listen, as they come to you and they continue on their journey, make sure you take care of them. Make sure you bless them. That's one thing I love about the creek. Many things I love the creek. But one of the many things I love about this church is that, look, we as a church make it a point to try to take care of the servants of the Lord. When these missionaries come in and. And I remember coming here as a missionary. I remember the spirit of this church and wanting to bless that missionary that had been on a journey, either on the field, on furlough, or a journey on deputation, going from church to church. And that's what we have here, a typical scene of Apollos and those going out, planting churches, being a blessing, encouraging other established churches. And Paul says, listen, let me tell you something, Titus. You make sure, that word diligently there is very strong. It's, it carries the idea of passionately, being, uh, being very serious about it. You make sure you take care of them to where when they leave, they're not lacking anything. And what a, what a reminder to us, a local church. And again, I love the way God plans things when you preach uh, expository messages, how he just brings up, it just happens to be tonight, and I didn't plan it, that we're actually voting on taking on missionaries that are doing uh, the work that we see here. Going around planting churches, reaching people with the gospel. And we have, by God's grace, been able to take care of them and will continue as the Lord will allow. But that they will lack nothing. You know, I'm reminded over there, you can hold your place in Titus uh, to where we are reminded of that subject. Go over to 3 John. 3 John. You can go to the book of Revelation in chapter 1 and just flip back just about two or three pages. We see Third John there in, in verses uh, 6 through 8, again, in the context of taking care of God's servants. Uh, it says here, uh, verse 5, Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, uh, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church. There's a testimony there. Whom, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. In verse 8, we therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. Isn't that a wonderful statement, church? Fellow helpers to the truth. God says, I'm going to use you to help the truth get out. Praise God. God, again, that the Lord would entrust that type of responsibility to his children is simply mind-boggling. And it's humbling, but it's also sobering, is it not? That we have a serious responsibility, according to the word of God, to be fellow helpers to the truth, to helping people get out and proclaim the gospel. Oh, my friends, I hope we will never uh, grow slack in doing just that. Helping our fellow laborers go and do what God has called them to do. You see, there's a special unity here. There's a special work among these laborers, among these six that we've talked about. 
And you know, I, I want and pray, I pray and ask the Lord to give us that here at the creek. And I believe we do have it. But Lord knows we still have room to grow. And I, I want each of you to take uh, uh, inventory. And I'm going to take inventory. We're coming toward the end of the year. What am I doing to contribute to the ministry of this local church? How, how am I contributing toward uh, uh, helping this local church function in a way that edifies the brethren and also reaches the lost, reaches our community? And we work together. We're not all going to do the same thing necessarily, but we do need to do something. And I believe that once we realize that, oh, my friends, we will see a great unity about this local church as it grows. I think of uh, Spurgeon that said, oh, when there are no cold hearts when there are no prejudices, uh, prejudices to divide us, no bigotries to separate, no apathy shall hold us down. No false doctrine shall thrust the flocks from one another and no schism to rend the one sacred garment of Christ. Then may we expect to see the spirit of God resting upon us. I believe what he's talking about there is he's talking about unity. In the service of the Lord, we agree that we have the same master. We agree we have the same mission. And it's simply determining together that we will not let anything, and I mean anything, hinder that unity. We will yield our hearts together. We will be dependent upon the Lord and interdependent here and this local assembly upon each other. Carrying that attitude. How do you see yourself? Can you just do a quick self-evaluation? Do you see yourself as needing your brothers and sisters here at the creek? I hope you do. If, you, if the answer to that question is no, then I'm afraid you are living an independent life and not an inter- interdependent. We want, yes, to depend upon the Lord primarily, but we need each other. And we don't want 10% doing the work of the, of, of, while the 90% just gaze. I'm not saying that's the case here. But, my friends, there's a great work to do. And as the old saying says, goes, many hands make light work. We're going to be talking about things here in just a couple of weeks on Vision Night of ways that we can plug in and the ways we can be fellow servants and fellow, fellow laborers together. And I know the Lord will help us, and I know the Lord will strengthen us. Let's pray together. Father, we do want to thank you for this truth of fellow laborers, fellow soldiers, fellow servants. God, thank you for that. Thank you for creating me to need others. I thank you for creating me to need a helpmate. And I thank you for giving me one, Lord. A wonderful one. I thank you for, Lord, allowing me to be an under-shepherd to a church that I need. Lord God, thank you for creating us to need Primarily you, first of all, 
you, but then each other. Help us to grow in that, Lord. Help us to learn each other. Help us to learn how we might work together more effectively. Would you give our church wisdom, Father? Would you grow us in this grace and truth and understanding this? Illumine our minds. If there be blind spots, Lord, we are asking to, 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 for you, Lord, to do a mighty, miraculous work of revival, of renewal, that we might be the effective church you have called us to be. Lord, we'll be very careful to give you all the glory as we work together successfully as a team, as a body, as a church. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do now. In Jesus' precious name.